worthy. He is worthy. Y'all look good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Before we go into the word this morning, I just want to just again thank everyone for just the love that has been expressed to me uh, during this pastor's appreciation month. So many calls and cards and encouraging words. Uh, I truly believe uh, God is pleased with us. I thank him for allowing me to speak his word, to stand in the gap, amen, <laughs> to be your pastor. It is an honor. And I don't take that lightly, amen. So we thank you from the entire pastoral staff. We give you praise. We ask that you keep Pastor Sam's daughter lifted up. He is not with us this morning. All of his children came to be with him and his daughter uh, injured her back. So let's just keep her lifted up in prayer. You know, daddy's little girl, that's, that's a little tough to see her in pain, especially when you don't get to see her as often. So let's keep her lifted up and that they will... Uh, she will recover, amen, and that they will have a good time. I know he is spoiling them rotten. I know him and Sonora have, have, have laid out the red carpet for them. So we love you all, and uh, we're praying for you. But we just want to praise God this morning, amen. Just give him one more hand to praise. I feel, I sense his, his spirit <laughs> just, d just dwelling, amen, and we don't want to shut off the spirit of God, amen, with a program, but we want to just flow in what all, in all that God has for us, amen. God bless you, God bless you. So how are you all doing, amen? Everybody doing good, amen? Everybody looking good? You know, we can look good, but not be doing good. <laughs> You know, as Christians, we know how to put on that mask and say hallelujah and throw our hands up and, and do all that. And on the inside, we are just tore up. So I hope this morning that you can leave some of your toe up here. Amen. Leave it here at this altar and just receive what God has for us this morning. Amen. Amen. So we are going to continue. We are talking about the tithe. We're talking about uh, debt, talking about that little ugly four-letter word, debt, something that many of us have experienced, amen, or know someone that is going through. But we are here this morning because God wants to talk, uh, God is saying that he really wants to just talk to us about our finances, talk to us about getting it right, amen, putting him first and understanding that, that if our love for him is what we say it is, that we will do it out of obedience, amen, that we will do it because we love him, we'll do it because of who we are in Christ. And so, um, especially as we get into this holiday season that's about to approach on us, you know, a lot of times we spend money that we don't have, you know, trying to impress people, trying to, trying to, you know, make sure the kids and everyone have, gets what they want and God's like, but you don't give me what I want. <laughs> You're not giving me what I want. I want your time. I want your talent. I want your worship. I want, I want intimate time with you. I want, to, I, I want to, I want to be, I want to get to know you. And so this, this summer, me and God have just been having some of the most beautiful conversations about, uh, just getting it together, you know, helping me to get it together, helping me to become who he created me to be, who he called me to be. And I believe that's who we all want to be. Amen. Not what man says we are, but who God says we are and how God looks at us 
and approves us this, this morning. So we are, um, last week, I, or the week before last, uh, we spoke out of Luke, and I want to thank Elder Patricia for that word last week. Amen? What a powerful word. I mean, if I did not walk through that word this week, then I don't know what, but she had prepared me. Uh, she had totally prepared my heart to understand that, you know, things just don't work out like you want them to. Things don't, but God is, God is with you. And her word just really resonated in my spirit all week long. I have had some house issues, uh, quite a few house issues. It just keeps rolling. They say it comes in threes. Mine seem to be multiplying and multiplying. So it's just always something going on uh, at the house or, you know, just with the cars or just with life. And uh, last week, uh, it was actually Sunday, I had a, a repairman came over after church and they looked at uh, my water heaters because the water pressure was low and they uh, came upstairs and, you know, I had just got home from, we had just gotten in from church and he was saying, telling me, you know, you're going to need water heaters and, you know, and I was just in there like, Lord, I just replaced the HVAC. And so... Um, so he's sitting there explaining to me, you know, everything, and they ran these tests, and they changed out some piping and everything, and nothing worked. And so when they left, I was looking at a $5,000 bill uh, to replace these water heaters. <laughs> and I just, I just, it just, I mean, you know, it just, it just like sucked the life out of me. And as I was, you know, just kind of moping and complaining, <laughs> like, God, why? Uh, and I actually went to bed like in a weepy mode, like I just cannot believe I'm gonna have to come up off of this money. And God was like, well, thank God you got the money in your account, amen? I'm so proud of how you've handled your money and that you have the money in the, in the account. So, and I was like, yeah, I got it too, but I don't wanna use it. I don't, you know, I honestly, I was just like, man, that's another big hit. I just replaced the HVAC unit. I had to repair cars this, this summer. And I was just like, man, my savings account is just dwindling. And God was saying, uh, God was saying to me, quit, quit whining about it. So I went to bed and I just prayed. I said, okay, Lord, you know, I, I ain't got no choice. I gotta fix the, I gotta fix the water heaters. And so uh, just waking up through the night, cause I'm just cheap. I am just like, but God, why? Like, you know, Lord, you can fix this. You can fix this. You know, whatever you need to do, fix this. And so I woke up the next morning and was planning on going to the credit union and getting the money that I needed uh, to get this repair done. And um, when I turned on uh, the uh, the shower, it just, you know, it just, they had turned the water off. So it was spitting really hard, you know, I guess the air that it got into the pipes and everything. And so my shower pressure, my water pressure was really low. And so then I um, turned the tub on and it just gushed and gushed and gushed. And praise be to God, I don't know. <laughs> the water started flowing like crazy because this is how bad it was. If I was taking a shower, Eddie couldn't take a shower. We couldn't wash the washing machine. You couldn't do two things that were, were pulling off the water line at the same time. And I was like, this just ain't gonna work. And so uh, I went into the other bathroom and turned it on and everything was on and the water pressure was working. And let me tell you something, I got so happy. I said, well, look at you guys. I was just so excited. I was just like, well, the Lord answers prayer. I, I did a video, sent it to the plumber. You know what? I'm good for now. <laughs> And I told him, I will be diligent and save up, you know, for these. I know I need to replace them, but the Lord has answered my prayer. And so, you know, I thought it was funny and I was laughing as I was getting so excited. And the Lord was just like, 
really? Like, you're like, you know, and I was just, just really realizing just how good God is. And then whatever the problem is had been rectified, but it was, it was just the feeling of not having to pay that money. I mean, you know, you know, money is a, it means a lot, you know, <laughs> money does a lot. And just the feeling that I got, and I mean, the uplifting of my spirit from just like, man, I'm going to have to get this money out of my account to, woo, I don't have to touch it. I don't have to do anything. And I just began to, you know, then I began to confess to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, I should not be getting this happy over some money. <laughs> but I thank you, Lord. I thank you. And um, I just began to give God praise and just understand that, you know, when you are in obedience to God, when you are doing right by God, he will show up. Now, whether he has showed up or not was going to be okay because he had given me the provision to, to handle the situation. I just didn't want to, you know, I wanted to handle it in my way and not his way. My way was like, you know, abracadabra, do whatever you, whatever y'all need to do, go on downstairs and do this. But the Lord said, I got you. And so I, you know, I just praise God. And so a lot of things have just been going on in my financial life. I'll, I'll say that just, uh, really is proving, uh, <clears throat> that my obedience really does pay off. And so I want to talk about, uh, kind of reiterate over this story of uh, the prodigal son again, how he, you know, left his home, how he left his father's house and squandered all the money. He wanted it now. And just like us, you know, we are, are we you know, we're mi or microwave society and we want instant gratification we want it you know we want it now I don't want to wait I just you know I see it I, I want it um, and we will do anything in our means to get what we want but this morning God wants us to know that um, money money might satisfy you the gratification of, of, of purchasing something it might you know you might have that instant gratification but how many times has that instant gratification turned into a nightmare? How many times has, has the situation turned around? See, our money goes to satisfy, satisfying us, satisfying our desires and our needs, and instant gratification is just what it is. It's instant. It's here for a moment, and then it, and then it slowly fades away. How many of you have purchased something that, you know, you were just so excited about, like, ooh, look at this, this is beautiful, and then now it sits in the back of your closet? or it sits in your garage, you know, or it needs to be repaired, and so you don't have the money to repair it. We oftentimes uh, look and walk through life through um, our own natural eyesight, and we see things, and we want things, and we, we satisfy ourselves with things. Uh, we get the new job, we get the new raise, we get the new spouse, we get a new boo, and it's just exciting, and, and, and just, you know, all, all of the morphins in your body are just going all over the place, and you just can't wait to, uh, to drive that car, to be with that person, and then slowly but surely, it just kind of dwindles away, amen? It, the feeling just kind of starts lacking. And God is saying, if you trust in him, there will never be lack. There's never lack in Christ. There's never lack in a true relationship with God because God sees all around us. He sees what's coming. He sees what's going. And he is our protector. And so the young man, like most of us, just just wanted to experience life. I know when I was young, I was, I was 17 years old. I had graduated high school early and um, I had started college early. And once I was in the dorms and everything, when it was time to move back home, I was just like, 
I don't want to move back home. Oh, absolutely not. Like, uh-uh, I'm not going back to my daddy's house. <laughs> and so me and my friends all decided, you know, no, we grown. <laughs> we, we good. So we got ourselves a little apartment and, uh, you know, we were doing good for a while. And then things started getting tight because when you're adulting or trying to be an adult, you know, other things come up. And so we ended up staying there for about a year. We made it. And then when it was time to see, uh, sign the lease, everybody was like, I'm going back home. <laughs> I'm going back home. And so, you know, we all returned to our parents' house. And the funny thing is, is when I returned to my father's house, my father was something else. So he's like, oh, so you back, you know, you, you, you back. Okay, let me tell you what you're going to do. And he started making me pay rent. And I was so offended. And he said, if you can pay it out there, you can pay it here. And so he was, it was $300 a month. And um, I was like, you're kidding, right? And so he was just like, you know, I'm serious. You're going to, you know, and it was, a, it, he was, at the time, I didn't realize what he was teaching me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give you $300 a month. Like, why? Like, you have everything, you know, the groceries, everything. And he's like, no, you're going to pay it. So I started paying the $300 a month and, you know, grudgingly, and he would have to ask for it because I sure wasn't just going to go up and hand it to him. <laughs> and uh, as I started doing that, I was just like, man, this is cold-blooded. <laughs> this is like, this is wrong. And uh, I believe my older sister was still at home and she wasn't paying rent, but I was. And so I was like, why, why is he doing this to me? And so anyway, life goes on and um, met Felix. I was dating him during this time. We got married and everything. And then my dad handed me the money back. And my dad was like, I just wanted to show you a principle. Like, you can't just, you know, go out and buy, 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 do what you want to do. And so he handed me all that money back. And I was just, you know, I was gracious. I was like, oh, wow, you know, all the cussing and fussing and rolling eyes and talking behind his back, uh, not understanding that he was teaching me how to, that, you know, to be disciplined in my spending, be disciplined and being responsible for what I owed. So I thank him for that because it, it planted a seed in me that nothing comes for free. Nothing is free. And that when you are uh, being obedient uh, to what the little things that God will give you more and God will train you for more. And so I'm grateful today that, you know, I did go out there and I did blow it, you know, on my own. I did do the credit card thing. I did all the things pretty much like this, this, uh, this young man in our passage in Luke 15. Um, I wasted a lot of money. I found myself, you know, <laughs> in, in, a, in a place of just like, my goodness, living paycheck to paycheck. But that is not how God designed us, amen? That is not the life that God wants us to live. God gave us a life and he gave Adam and Eve a commandment. He said, work the ground. He told Adam, work the ground, be fruitful and multiply. And when we are fruitful and we are working the ground, it, it, there's a repository, repos <laughs> I can't get the word out. Y'all know what I mean. It's going to give back to you. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes I get up here, I get so tongue Reciprocity. Thank you, Elder Derek. I get so tongue-tied. But it will give back to you. And so God is saying, if you just work the biblical process that I have put in place, if you work the plan that I have laid out in scripture, 
you will prosper. So uh, we just want this, this morning to just continue talking about uh, putting God first and doing what God has called us to do. And we've got to, we've got to cut off the wasteful spending, amen? Anybody just, just wastefully spend? I know I do. I don't like to cook anymore ever since pastor died. So, you know, I mean, the restaurants are tagging me <laughs> constantly because, you know, I'm just like, cook? For one? No, nah, I'm good. Uh, and, you know, there's just so much wasteful spending. Just like this young man went out, uh, leaving his father's house, going out and just not realizing that it costs to live outside of the father's house. Amen? Um, and so the world will just set you up. And, 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 and begin to just pull at your pockets, pull at your pockets. And so the young man's haste to leave really opened up his eyes to what he lost and what, he, uh, and, and what the world would do as the world just began to take and profit off of him. So our money, we have to stop wait, you know, wastefully spending. And I hope that you all are, are taking this, amen, and understanding it, maybe some of you, don't have this problem, amen, but we can have it. It's not only just in our finances, but it's in our everyday life that we have to be prudent about what God has given us. So we talked about last week uh, where our money goes, amen. Our money goes towards wasteful spending, and the biggest enemy of our money is the industries, amen. It's the stores, it's the uh, automotive dealers, it's, it's the Nike, it's, it's all those things that they put before us that are just, you know, attempting to our eyes, us wanting to keep up with the Joneses, our lust for and our, our, our greed for, you know, wanting to outdo one another and looking, uh, looking really nice and, and dressing and, and, and adorning ourselves and then the merchant goes in and they not only do they advertise it and show it to you but they set up the credit card system where you can just you know apply for this credit card 90 days no interest and all this stuff and we especially when you're young and you get caught up in those traps and you you know you you go ahead and you purchase it and then the next thing you know something else has happened and something else has happened and you can't afford to pay that and that daily interest rate is just racking up and your credit history is just being impacted and God is saying that I want to be your credit amen I want to teach you how to do that so credit is an enemy uh, and we have to understand how to properly uh, administer our credit and just be aware of what it is. I have a discipline that I have put in place for years now. If I go into the store and I see something that I really, really want, I walk away and I said, if I really want it, I'll return later that week. And half the time, it, the feeling just goes away. Because I'm just looking at it like, oh, yes, I'll look good in that. You know, oh, yes, let me go and, you know, and then I'll walk away from it. And then the credit, you know, then the, then the desire for it goes away. So, you know, just be, just be wise in, in, in your purchases and saying, do I really need that? Because half the time you don't, amen. Half the time you can't afford it. And so you put it on. Put it on the card. Put it on the Dillard's card or wherever you're at. You know, let me just, oh, this is, I don't have much balance on this. Let me go ahead and purchase it. So we have to be really cognizant of how we spend our money. So as we look at this week, as we look at um, getting out of debt and doing the things that God has called us to do, we want to look at um, 
just principles, uh, some basic principles that will help us to get out of the situations that we are in. And so number one, step one is act responsible, you know? Take on responsibility, accept the responsibility that maybe you've put yourself into a situation. Maybe you're cool, maybe you don't, you know, you might not have debt, you might not have situations going on financially in your life, but accept the responsibility, not only financially, but in your everyday life, accept the responsibility. In Proverbs 10, 4, it says, lazy habits, lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. And so acting responsibility, doing what you need to do, adulting, amen, <laughs> being responsible in, in what God has given you and taking care of all that God has given you, acting responsibility, uh, acting responsible and saying, God, you have blessed me with these things and let me be responsible in taking care of them. A lot of times, especially young couples, uh, when they get married and they're merging their money together, I, I, can talk, I can talk about this, and you merge your money together and maybe one spouse makes a little bit more than the other spouse or however, vice versa, however it be. But you've lived this independent life and you've been able to go out and do what you do, but now, you know, you're a young homeowner, you, you, you have a spouse, you have children, you have other responsibilities, and, and it's not like you can just go out and do what you want to do. And so many, uh, so many people uh, go out, I know men especially, and I'm, I'm not picking on y'all, but men will, will go out and make a purchase and then just come home with it, and you know, it impacts, it, it starts impacting the household income, it's no longer your income but it's the income of both you and your spouse and you need to be wise and you need to, to make sure that, hey, hon, I'm looking at, you know, looking at this, what are your thoughts? And her thoughts will be like, you don't need it, period. <laughs> you know, that's probably gonna be the most common answer. But if she is not in agreement with it, then don't go and purchase it because it's just going to start wedging into to your relationship and, and probably making her feel like, you know, well, who am I? Why, what am I in this marriage for? I mean, anything that uh, you do what you wanna do and then when I ask for something, it's, you know, the funds aren't available or I don't need this. So be wise and take accountability, accept responsibility for the way you use your money. And then in Acts, um, I'm sorry, in Luke 15 and 17, uh, this young man comes to his senses. So this, I'm just praying that during this series, somebody, someone will come to their senses, amen? Come to their senses and realize, this is not who I am. This is not who God created me to be. I want to live that abundant life, amen? I want to live a life that is pleasing to God. And so in, uh, verses, in verse 17 it says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. This young man had gone out and just squandered everything. He, didn't, he found himself barely with the clothes on his back left. And so there's times when you can get into so much debt that it is ridiculous. You can, you know, when you're not responsible and you're running your credit cards up like, you know, like a madman, and you step out of the house and you're looking all nice and fly and cool, but man, those creditors are just, they're knocking at your door. And so you find yourself in bondage and you need to acknowledge the bondage, 
Amen. And I put myself in this position. I did this, isn't it? This, this didn't have nothing to do with anybody else. This had to do with my greed, with my lust, with my desire. So when, when we acknowledge the bondage, amen, there, that's God just knocking at our hearts saying, I want you to get it right. I want you to get it right. So when a person falls deeply into debt, he becomes a servant. And how many of us are servants to the creditors? We get paid, and before the check hits the bank account, we are broke, amen? <laughs> we are just like, you just barely have enough to scrape through. So, so the, the situation turns around where you become the slave to the creditor. And um, it's not easy to get out of that situation, but I want you to know that it can be done. It can be done when you acknowledge the bondage that you have found yourself in. See, he wasn't free to do whatever he wanted to do anymore. He wasn't free to throw the big parties, to invite everybody out, to hire caterers, to come in. And, you know, he was living that life. He was squandering his, his inheritance. And he was, he was doing well. And then one day he wakes up and realizes, I wasn't even checking my bank account. I wasn't even keeping track of what was going on. And he found himself just totally broke. He found himself in bondage. And so he acknowledged the fact that he was in bondage. And we've got to understand that, you know, God wants us to be the lender and not the borrower. God set us in place to be the head and not the tail. God set us in place to do what he's called us to do so that we could be a blessing to others. And when you cannot be a blessing to others, it, it, it can become heart-wrenching. That you can't, you know, I can't even give to my church because I'm so, so in debt. I can't even give to an organization or a charity because I have so tied myself up in, uh, in debt. But God is, God is wanting to free us this morning. He's wanting to teach us the principles. So the lender gets the amount of, of his income, pretty much all of his income. Once you get paid, you got mortgage, you got electricity, you got car notes, you got groceries, you got gas, you know, and you just learn to just, you know, just write it down and say, how much of this is, is, is uh, coming out of my check and where can I cut some things out of? What can I do to help myself and to help this situation uh, become more frugal? One of the things you can do is go to the grocery store, buy groceries. Man, eating out is expensive. A lot of us, you know, we, we bank online and there's, in most uh, bank apps, there's this, there's this budget that you can look at and you can just label what you, where your money goes. You can, you can categorize it in your spending and all you have to do is just go in and check, you know, utilities, food, entertainment. And I did that and when I saw the amount of money, my biggest expense was entertainment and food. That's where most of my money was going. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I got to correct this because most of my money should have been going to the tithe. This is when I was younger. Like, my, I tithe. I spend less than I, I tithe. You know, wait, I spend more than I tithe. And my spending was not in the proper place. My spending was on indulgence for me. And just, you know, looking at it and just, you know, taking a bird's eye view of where is your money going? What, what, what are you, what, where your heart is, where your money is, amen, that's where your heart is. And really understanding that, God, I got to switch some things around because this is not honoring you. This is not glorifying you. 
So in Proverbs, 27, uh, Proverbs 22 and 7, it says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrow is servant to the lender. Let's, 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 let's get that straight, amen? That we don't want to be a servant to the lender, that we are servant to the almighty God. We are servant to the king. And then Proverbs 27 and 12 says, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffering from it. There's a point in life where you have got to turn the situation around, amen? That you've got to be prudent. The prudent, prudence in Greek means sinatus, sinatus, but it means to be wise. It means to give careful thought. It means to be uh, judicious with your spending, to be sensible and to give forethought to it. How many of us give forethought every time we uh, open up our bank account and look at our bills? How many of us give forethought when we're purchasing something or when we're, when we're, when we're getting ready to make a pretty major financial decision? Giving forethought means that I am in the presence of God. I am talking to God about what I'm about to do. Lord, is this purchase going to honor you? Is this purchase going to put me in debt? God foresees and God knows. And so when we are giving forethought to everything that we are doing, now I'm not saying you got to give forethought to going by Panera Bed and <laughs> picking up lunch. No, I'm talking about giving forethought to, to your, your financial history, to your credit, and saying, God, is this pleasing to you? Am I doing the things that you've called me to do? See, prudence requires a thoughtful, thought, uh, thoughtful decisions and, and pausing just to consider the options before taking action. Man, there have been just, I have in my closet clothes that still have the tags on them. And I know a lot of ladies can, y'all might as well go ahead and say amen. Uh, clothes that still have the tags on them. Like, and I'm just like, now I can't even fit them. And I'm just like, but that was cute. I'm gonna lose weight. I'm, you know how much money I've spent on that? This is not going in the Goodwill box. You know, we, we have things that we've purchased because we didn't give good, good thought to, uh, and, and it's just such wasteful spending. And God is saying to give thought to your purchases, give thought to what you're doing. So uh, when, you're when you're cautious about your spending, you don't take, you don't take, those, take the chances. You know, you don't take needless chances and say, oh, you know, I'm about to get a raise or my bonus is coming through. So, you know, when that comes through, I'll just, I'll just pay this off. But be cautious about it so that you don't regret it later. I can just remember, you know, I'm, and multiple times I have sent Pastor back to the auto dealer like, absolutely not. We are not, no, we don't need another car. We don't need this. We don't need that. Because he just loves stuff. If y'all knew him, he loved stuff. He loved cars. He loved things. And so it was always just something, you know, and I'm just like, I can see the bank account. I can go on online. <laughs> you know, and sometimes he'd come in, I'd be like, so where you been? <laughs> you know, and just bust him out. But it's, it's, it's just being prudent and being cautious about how we use our money amen so indicators of of being in bondage guilt have you guys ever felt guilty about a purchase or every time you every time you know you go out to eat or you want to buy the children something or everything you're like oh gosh i know how am i gonna how am i gonna pay for this but 
just because of guilt, you go ahead and you purchase it. You, you spend your money on entertainment. You do things that you, want, that you don't want to, necess- that you don't have the resources to necessarily do, but you go ahead and do it. Like, hey, girl, you want to go to this concert? Da, 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 da. It might be one of your favorite artists. Okay, no, and goodness, well, you don't have the money in your account that, it, that it's not in your, your budget, but you go ahead and you do it anyway. And then the feeling of guilt comes over you like, my goodness, I said I wasn't going to put anything else on this credit card, and now I have. Um, and so, you know, we've got to, to understand that if it makes you feel guilty, then don't purchase it. Just, just leave it alone. And then there's the deception. Uh, deception is another key that the enemy uses uh, when you go out with others and when you're, you know, doing something uh, just to, to, to just, you know, hang with your friends or, you know, you don't want people to understand the amount of debt <laughs> that you're in. Always picking up the tab, you know, so people think, oh, wow, I got this. Oh, let me purchase that. Uh-uh. No. You didn't eat their food. You didn't eat their plate. And then half the time they didn't order the steak and you eating chicken. Don't pay for their steak. You know, learn to just, just, <laughs> just say No. You know, we're going to split this. We're going to go Dutch. We're going to, you know, don't, don't, let the dece- don't let the enemy make you try to feel like, you know, you got this. Because if you ain't got it, then don't pay for it. Amen. And then just the, the amount of stress that um, owing someone or having to pay out something puts on you. This, this last week, I was just stressed out. I was just like, Lord, how in the world? I... I I do have the money. I, I get it. I understand it. And the, the thing of it is, is that I was explaining it to the plumber and the plumber just looked at me and he goes, yeah, I see that new HVAC unit. He goes, well, if you don't have the money, I'll pay for it for you and you can pay me back. And I was just like, "Woo! let me make sure I put your number in my phone. But it was just such a gracious act for him. And I was like, wow, like who does that? And that's what I was thinking. Lord, is that you saying, you know, that <laughs> is that a blessing or what's going on here but we have to understand you know the stress that it puts on us make sure that when you're purchasing something it doesn't put stress on you and make sure that it doesn't put stress on the family income it's not just you if you're married and you have a spouse it's not just you that's going to feel that blow it's both of you that's going to feel it so we have to make sure that um we're not being envious or jealous or out trying to outdo someone. I think that those red bottom shoes are the cutest shoes. I have looked at them online. When, when I saw the price, I was like, they out of their mind. I'll get a can of paint and paint my shoes <laughs> before I ever spend that money, that much money on shoes. But they're cute. And they're just, you know, it's just like, oh, man, that would go so well with this or that. And I'm like, Katani, seriously, you can't even barely wear high heels anymore. Why would you, you know, why would you do that? Even gone to the store and tried a pair on, it was like, ooh, they feel good, too. You know, and I'm just like, um, absolutely not, ma'am, because, you know, after a while, that red bottom shoe is going to get all scratched and scuffed up. You don't need them. And so it's just making sure that you are being obedient and being, and being conscious of where you spend your money. If you can afford bottom shoes, I applaud you. I think they are cute. I love them. Amen. <laughs> they're just not, they're, they're not in my budget. Um, but don't be envious and jealous of someone and then like, oh, so she, look at him or look at her. Okay. Um, where'd you get that from? Okay. And then you go out and purchase it knowing goodness well you can't afford it. And so 
A lot of times when we find ourselves and we get into debt, we get mad with God about it. Like, God, you, I am just, I can't do nothing. Like, I can barely, Father God, get to work. Like, you know, you drive it and you just like, if I can just get to work, Lord, please let this gas last to the end of the week till my pay period. You know, you just, and you're begging God, God, I just need you to do this and this. And God's like, I am not obligated to correct your foolishness. That's not how it works. And, and we begin to resent God because we see others prospering. And, we're, and we seem to be, you know, going backwards. And it's like, so God, what am I doing wrong? And God is saying, you're, just, you're not following the principles. It's all about you. And so this is what was going on um, it, throughout this passage. And throughout, throughout history, this has been going, going on. And so um, a lot of times when we get, you know, into such, such diverse uh, situations, you know, we'll pull away from people. And we'll just, you know, kind of enclose ourselves. And, you know, we're working two and three jobs just to make ends meet. God did not design us to do that. God designed us to live a comfortable and abundant life. And where we're just, you know, we can't even enjoy, we can't even socialize because we have put ourselves in such a precarious situation. God is like, none of that. Those are all indications of financial bondage bondage and so we want to we want to make sure that if we're feeling these and these uh situations that you know we're going to god and saying god i need help i need help we're accepting it and asking god to help so step three is just simply just develop a plan amen develop a plan to get yourself out of this debt in luke 15 18 and 9 he said the young man said i will arise and go to my father's house and i will say to him father i have sinned against heaven and before you i am no longer worthy to be called your son treat me as one of your hired servants when you wake up amen <laughs> when you realize i can't do this anymore just simply begin to develop a plan like this young man did. This young man reflected back on what he had. And I'm sure his father loved, I know his father loved him dearly. And his father cared about him. But his persistence to go out and, and meet the world and do what he wanted to do caught him, um, it, it caught him off guard. He was not ready for it. And I'm sure his father, his father was a very wealthy man and his father was on the continuum of teaching him what responsibility looks like. How did, how did the father gain what he had? How did the father have such vast land and servants and everything? Because his father was following principles and the son just wanted to just, I want it now. I can go out and make this happen for myself. And it didn't. And so the son did not have a plan when he walked out the door. He just thought everything was going to fall in place, that the blessings of his father were going to follow him, and they did not. So the young man, he had a, he, so he made a deliberate strategy. He said to himself, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm here feeding pigs. I'm here in the slop. I'm here at the bottom of everything. All the people that I have blessed, all the people that I have lent money to, all the people that I've done so much for, they don't even recognize me anymore. They don't even come around. They don't even check up on me. And so when he found himself in this predicament, he calculated the cost and he said, you know what? Yeah, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm in a crazy situation. And sometimes that's what we need to do. Calculate the cost and just say, you know what? I'm going to be humble enough 
to recognize that I need to go home. Maybe you need to return. Maybe you need to find a roommate. Maybe you need to do something that is going to help you uh, get back on your feet. And so um, Proverbs 21 and 5 says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. So be diligent about it. Set yourself a plan up and begin to work that plan and to be strict about it and be uh, diligent about it and say, you know what? I'll be okay without a new purse. I'll be okay without, you know, the new Nikes or whatever. I'll, I'll be okay. I got enough in my closet. I have enough in my house to sustain me as far as clothing goes, as far as automobiles go. I have enough. I don't need to upgrade anything. What I need to upgrade is my tithes. What I need to upgrade is my worship. What I need to upgrade is my obedience to God. And when you begin to develop a plan and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest about that and get yourself an accountability partner to, to help you stay on track. See, see, we need, for me, it was really, I'm not even gonna tell y'all what the, the balance of my, on my Discover card was because it will send everybody out of here running. Um, but when I, when I heard, when I, when I you know, really came to, to understanding of what debt was, it was my Discover card statement that caught me one day. Because you, know, you just send in the minimum or maybe a little bit more. And one day I actually read it. And I was just like, what, what? And when I realized, you know, the amount of, of interest I was paying and I realized uh, just the cycle, you know, I might pay $200 of it and maybe $30 went to the, you know, only $30 applied to the principal. I was like, oh, this, something's wrong here. Like, I am handing these people my money. I am in bondage. Discover is my master. And I, um, shortly after that, we did this financial uh, series, um, and it was uh, through Dave Ramsey. And I was sitting probably about right here on this row, and uh, <laughs> Dave Ramsey, we were watching it uh, as a church, and we were going through it, and uh, he said, cut your credit cards up. You know, and everybody was like, <laughs> you know, and he said, you want to get out of debt, cut your credit cards up. So pastor challenged us next, you know, the following week to cut our credit cards up. And so I came here on a Wednesday night. I had my credit cards. I had his credit cards. I had all, every credit card we had. And I came up to this altar with some scissors and I cut it up. And he's like, wait, hold up. What are you doing? <laughs> And I said, oh, we're going to follow this principle. We're going to follow this principle. And we did. And, and it, took a, it took about a year or two to really just, you know, wipe out all of our credit card debt, wipe out all these extra things that we, you know, that we had purchased. But we never went back to that bondage again. And so it was just developing a plan and, and, and doing what we needed to do. And so what you need to do is just begin with a budget. Begin, sit down, look at your finances. Look at them deeply, look at them carefully, and see where your buddy is really going and see where you can cut things off. Proverbs 14 and 15 says, a simple man believes anything, but a prudent man gives thought to his steps. Eager readiness to believe what others say has um, proved, mischievous, proved to be mischievous. God is wanting us to uh, learn that give thought to what you're doing. Give thought to your finances. Put a budget in place. Um, statistics show that, you know, 
almost 30% of American households do not have a budget. He buys, she buys, the kids buy, everybody's just spending, 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 spending. Money's constantly going out, but not, uh, not the money that's going in. Most of them uh, say that they don't even have a budget, they've never had a budget, you know, they're just living off the seat of their pants. But a budget is a good roadmap. It's a good roadmap that will keep you financially secure. I, I, I am not bragging on any, any shape or form, but when I, when I learned uh, that, you know, after I started saving um, money, I had saved up enough because it teaches, us, teaches you to put a six-month emergency fund account together. And we immediately did that. I still have that emergency fund count today. And then I put up another uh, savings account where I'm gaining interest. I'm gaining, you know, I'm, I'm investing into it so that if I were to fall sick or get hurt, I would be okay for a year. Like, I would have enough money in my savings account to carry me through, and that money I do not touch. I'm just like, don't touch it. You know, and as tempting as it gets, I'm like, you know, um, let me just take a little trip. No, that money is off limits because that money is for emergency because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what turn in life may happen to you. And it's just simple discipline. When I did it, my account is actually in Arizona. I can't even get to it. I can get to it if I wanted to, but it's not online. <laughs> I would have to do a lot to get to it. I don't have it online. I don't even get a statement. I just put the money in. I mail it or mail it to them, put it in that account, and I don't really touch it. Now, if I needed access to it, of course, I can get access to it, but I just leave it there. And I just have watched it over the years grow interest and grow what I need so that if any kind of a crazy emergency came up, that I would, you know, I would be secure in that. And that takes discipline. Let me tell you, it takes a lot of discipline to uh, do that. But in the, in the long run, it is pleasing to God, amen? It'll be pleasing to you when a certain situation comes up that you have been so diligent now that God is, is, is seeing your faithfulness and God is blessing you. So a budget, you know, just starting a budget. And it can just, it's very simple to start. For me, I don't really carry, try not to carry my debit card around because if you don't have the debit card, guess what? You can't purchase it. I put, a, I put a certain amount of money, cash, in my wallet for the week, and that's what I use. And when it's over with, it's over with. So if I decide to, you know, go to Chipotle or I say, I don't want no Chipotle, I'm going to go to Olive Garden, which is going to be 20 plus, you know, <laughs> dollars. But I've learned that, you know, this is what you have for the week. This is what you can spend. This is, you know, and it's just, it's just that simple. It's just a simple discipline of if I don't have my debit card, then I can't pull it out because that's instant, you know, that's, that's going to come, come right out of your bank account. But if you have cash and you, and you run out, then it's a wrap. It's good. You're, you're done for the week. And just disciplining ourselves in those simple ways um, to create financial independence. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, we need to go out and generate more income. A lot of people think, well, if I get a better job, well, if I take on a second job, um, it's, it really, financial independence 
does not mean that you need to go and work yourself to death because you can get the other job, you can get the raise, you can do that, and you'll find yourself in the same cycle. So you must, be, you must learn to, be, to properly manage what you are currently making. And for most of us, the problem is the more we wake, the more we spend. And so we just have to be uh, di disciplined in our spending. See, it's really not how much you bring home. It's, it's how you manage what you bring home. A lot of people, um, the greatest, the people with the most wealth are the people that you don't see. You don't see big homes. You don't see big cars. You don't see all this fancy stuff because they've learned the principle of what it means to hold on to their wealth. It's not what you see on the outside. It's what you can't see. You can't see their financial portfolio. <laughs> Help me, Lord Jesus, with these words. Um, but, but their money is working for them. They've gotten into a position to where their money is gaining interest, that they're saving, that they're in, they got stocks, they've got bonds. It's not what you see on the outside. Financial freedom is what, what you do not see. It's not what you do not see. So you can pull up in the baddest, you know, Mercedes or whatever, and everybody's like, wow, ooh, that's nice. And you can just be broke, like you just working to make that payment. But what's behind, amen, what's not seen is where the wealth is at. It's where the real wealth is at, um, learning to uh, invest and, and give what God has called you to do and do what God has called you to do. So learn to prioritize your expenditures, amen. I know this might be a little sticky for us. <laughs> I got a lot of comments uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, people like, why are you all up in my business? I'm like, I'm not up in your business. God's up in your business, amen? But uh, prioritize your, your expenditures. You know what you need to live, home, car, all of that. All of that is, is, is a necessity of life. Um, and number one priority is to pay the Lord first, amen? Pay the Lord first. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty. See, for a lot of us, when we are broke, the first person we rob is God. And that's why Malachi says, Will a man rob God? In his, and we're like, no, I would never rob God. Yes, you do. In your tithes and in your offerings, when you have stretched yourself so far that you come to church and you're like, yeah, well, let me see what I got in this purse. Okay, well, I got $5. Lord, I'm going you know, to get it back to you. Now, put God first. I cannot stress the importance of tithes and offerings. And I'm not say, saying that as, as a pastor of a church. I'm telling you the principle behind the tithes and the offering. God will release to you such a profound blessing when you are aligned to the principles of the tithe and the offering. All he asks for is a tenth of your earnings, a dime to every dollar you make. So the most important thing is that, you know, God doesn't need to be paid. Hello, he doesn't need to be paid. God says, I don't need your money to, to accomplish what I have. But your obedience and the, the posture of your heart lets me know where you are in relationship with me. When you give of your tithes and you give of your offering, God is saying, you're not giving it to the church. You're giving it to me. You're giving it in obedience to me. Now, I have 
And, and when we do that, it, it honors God. It opens up. It draws favor with God. God sees us, and then God is like, okay, you have been consistent. You have been obedient. And God will just start opening up doors. I'm a witness to the blessings of God that have come just from being obedient in my tithe and in my offering, giving God the tenth, the full tenth, of not, the, not giving God all of it, not the net, not what I bring home, but giving off of the gross, saying, God, you have been so good to me. Uncle Sam takes his, right up, bloop, you look on your, your stub, he just deducts right off the top. Why can't we give God what he is due, what, is, what he is owed, what he has called us, called for us to do? See, after all, he is a sustainer, amen? He is the one that can rebuke the devourer. He is the one that controls everything. And I'm not blaming or saying that, you know, your car broke down because you weren't paying your tithes. You lost your home because you weren't paying your tithes. I'm just saying that God wants us to be obedient and that he will protect us or he will show us a way out. So pay your tithes first. And the second priority is pay your bills on time. Amen? Pay your bills on time. In Romans 13 and 7 says, pay all that what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to him who honor is owed. Be diligent, amen, in paying your bills on time. Being committed to those, those promises you have made and doing it in a timely manner. And then priority three, get out of debt as soon as possible. Romans 13 and 8, owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. So the first step of getting out is stop making more debt. Amen? Stop making more debt. Learn to control yourselves. If you got to drive by the mall, just don't even go online. Now they bring them all to you. Don't even go online <laughs> looking at stuff. You know, when you're scrolling through social media, man, they will just start, look, look, you know, the little ads will start popping up. Don't get caught up in the game and do not find yourselves in the parking lot of a store because you saw something and you're just like, you know, God, I want that. I, I deserve it. I work hard. God is like, I deserve the time too because I died. How about that? Now let's, you know, let's let's play tit for tat. And so, um, just get rid of those credit cards. Get, you know, just start working on them. Truly, start working on them and 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 getting yourself in that and in, into uh, out of debt and just giving and in, get into the habit of saving. If it's just, you know, fifty dollars per per paycheck. You know, just start the habit and watch how it will grow. You know, and don't touch it. The thing is, we start it and then we see something and we pull it out. But just begin to just invest into yourself. Put it in, into, your, into your savings account because God wants to bless you. And so um, as, as we um, continue on talking about that, we just want to make sure that we are just taking care of ourselves. Making sure that we're planning for emergencies and that, you know, we're doing what we got. What God would have us to do, and then of course, enjoy some of it. Enjoy your hard work. You know, take a vacation. Do what you want to. Do what you need to do, but um, make sure that we are giving our tithes. We are giving our offerings, and we are 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 uh, following the principles that God has laid out for us in the scripture, that God wants to bless us. How many of us want to be blessed beyond measure? How many of us want to see, you know, like 
be fruitful and multiply. I want, I, I want to see God doing what God said he would do. And he set the principle up in Genesis in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and saying, everything you need is right here. I've given you the ability to, to soar. I've given you the ability to achieve all that you want. And what happened? The enemy came and snatched it right out of their hands because he presented it in such a way that, oh, I can be my own God. I don't have to, I, I can make my own choices. And because of the greed of the heart of man, the flesh, they, they chose, amen, to, to uh, disobey God, but be obedient to God. And just, just begin to say, you know what, God? I'm just going to try it. I'm just, you know, I'm going to test you. Malachi says, test me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. Test God in it. Test God, God in it. He's not afraid. He wants you. He says, try me. Try me and see what I'll do for you. So this morning, I want you to just begin to try God. Amen. See what he will do for you. We have a great mission here at this house. Some things that will blow your mind are getting ready to come down the pipe. And God is saying, I want all of us to be in alignment with what he's going to do. See, God can't bless a vessel that is not obedient to him. God, God can't, well, he can. I shouldn't say he can't. But God wants to bless you when you are in full obedience. There's so much that you are hog-tying yourself down to because of your fleshly desires, because of your wants. But God is saying this morning, if you will just put me first, I will bless you. Amen. I will take care of you. There is no other feeling on earth. Well, there's probably some more, but there was no greater feeling than getting out of debt, like having a paycheck and saying, you know, paying your bills, doing what you need to do, and then have extra money. Like, hey, that's pretty cool. Amen. <laughs> Just to be able to, to, to live financially free. And so we want to continue to talk about this. Um, I have um, some um, I want to offer to people that are seriously, seriously ready to get out of debt. Uh, Pastor and I have bought um, about five. We have bought several of these uh, financial freedom kits, um, and I have them for those. Uh, I have five of them. If you're really serious about it, actually, it's the Dave Ramsey, and he's now online, so you can just Google it and get the kit. It's called Digital. But let me tell you something. That thing saved my life financially, um, and it was the discipline. I'm telling you, it was not easy. But it was necessary, and it just eased, it just took the pain uh, away. So uh, he's a Christian man, and he has a, just a beautiful outline. There's others out there, but just go talk to a financial advisor. Get yourself some help. We needed help. I personally needed help. I was just like, Lord, how can we do this? And when I began to follow these principles and then back them up biblically, God wants us to be free. Amen. God wants us to be free. So I want to just, you know, I just want to just, if you have been freed, amen, and you're financially, uh, you know, God has delivered you. We want your testimonies. We want your stories. Part of our uh, media team is looking for stories that pertain to what God has done. So if you, if you would share your story of how you got out, how you, how you persevered, uh, because I think, you know, testimonies encourage us. And you guys will hear a lot of my testimony, but there's others out here that have walked this, amen, 
are mad be in the middle of it and trying to figure it out, God wants to help us all. So let's be diligent in sharing our testimonies, sharing with others how we got out, um, and do all that God wants us to do. Amen. 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 Let us just pray. Father God, we thank you this morning, Lord, that you are attentive to us, Father God. You are attentive to our financial, financial situations. Father, we thank you, Father, that your love transcends, Father God, all things. It transcends our mistakes, God. And though this word, Father God, dealt with finances, Father God, it also deals with our homes, with our home life, with our relationships, God. That we must pay close attention, Father God, that we must uh, make sure that we're doing all that we can to make sure that we're doing all that we can in our obedience to you. So God, we ask for forgiveness for the money we've squandered, Father God, for not speaking with our spouse about a purchase, for doing things that we know we shouldn't have done, but we did anyway, and now we find ourselves in a predicament. We thank you that you are there with us and that you are there to help us resolve, Father God, and, and walk us through so this morning, God, I pray that this word has fallen upon hearts, God, that it's just not been heard, but Father God, that it is penetrating the hearts, Lord, and that couples can go home and say, you know, <laughs> she was talking about us this morning, and not just say that, Father God, but begin to take action towards financial freedom, God, for Lord, you want us to get out of debt, Father God, and experience the wealth that you have already provided for us. So I pray over this congregation, I pray over every visitor, every friend that is watching online, God. We ask that you take us out of debt, God. This world is changing, life is changing, God. And if we don't have what we need to, uh, to balance out the coming days, Lord, it's gonna be even harder. So teach us, Father God, to pay you first and to begin tackling our debts and working on our savings accounts so that we can glorify you and give you praise and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just give God a hand of praise. <laughs>